Coming to you from the HagmanReport.com studio. Located in the Keystone State, birthplace of a mighty nation, it's your host, Doug Hagman. And welcome to Hagman. It is the Hagman Report for today. It is Tuesday, April 28th. 2020 truth can't be silenced the hagman report where truth can't be silenced apparently apparently the truth is being silenced everywhere i'm telling you have you seen this diamond and silk friends of the program they've been on our show before and uh diamond and silk have been uh contributing to fox news did you see what just happened eric the tech did you just did you you know Diamond and Silk, did you? Yeah. Did you see what happened to them? I actually did not. Uh, let me tell you. You see, Diamond and Silk have lost their Fox News gig, and I quote, after pushing coronavirus conspiracies. Okay. What does that mean? All right. And and why, and, and who cares? That, that's the big thing is who cares? Who cares, you know, for example, if we lose our, our platform or whatever? I mean, who cares? This is real life. I mean, we deal in real life, right? Or at least that's what we should be doing is dealing in real life. But wait a second. Uh, part of real life is the, is the media, whether it's the print media, the television media, or the alternative or new media, the real media, whatever it might be. It's, it's all part of the living the life experience equation in my view. But see, Diamond and Silk and, and, and um, Lynette uh, Hardaway and Rochelle Richardson, they're Diamond and Silk. Well, <clears throat> it's alleged and not confirmed, but alleged that Fox News has reportedly cut ties with Diamond and Silk for spreading these conspiracy theories. Now, Diamond and Silk regularly appeared on Fox News. They've been contributors to the network and they've been on Fox Nation and um, and they've vigorously defended President Trump. And you've seen Diamond and Silk at President Trump rallies. And uh, I, I'm not sure if you, folks, if you've seen, uh, oh, our pictures, I met them uh, in Washington, D.C. Anyway, they're, they're uh, a couple of outspoken, outspoken, uh, uh, celebrities, I suppose. I, I don't know how else to describe them. But if you, if you notice that no new episodes have been added since the beginning, the first week of April, have you noticed that? No? No, let me tell you, they haven't. And uh, that's interesting because never was a week missed on Fox News since December of 2018. The duo last appeared on Fox News when March seventh. On the I'm sorry, on Fox News on March sixth, and the Fox Business Network on March seventh. But no new episodes have been added subsequent to April seventh. Just to be clear, it's you know one of those things. Okay, so what were what was the transgression or were the transgression? And I'm getting to a point now. I ask that you watch this hour. I've got a good show for you lined up. I ask watch it. You 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 just kind of stick with me for this hour because I'm going to wrap this all up at the end. 
tie everything together. I think, I hope, I, I think I got it. Maybe, maybe. Uh, I was, uh, I thought I had it together and then I was watching uh, uh, Coach Dave live the huddle this morning. Oh my goodness. CoachDaveLive.com. Uh, seven o'clock every morning. If you get the chance, uh, tune in. What else are you doing at seven in the morning? Maybe drinking a cup of our coffee. I don't know. But anyway, and then I, I rethink things. But anyway, uh, back to Diamond and Silk. Um, what, so what did they do? Well, according to news reports out there, they've used their platform to spread misinformation about the coronavirus, claiming the number of coronavirus deaths in the United States has been inflated to damage President Trump. Okay. Is that possible? No. Oh, yeah, I think it is. When you, and, and this got me thinking. Now, this whole this whole process got me thinking. What are we dealing with here? And as I said yesterday, I I really see only three possibilities: the 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 lie, the whoops, man, we overstated this, and we had the best of intentions. It's number two, and number three is. There's something else going on entirely. And that encompasses a whole lot of stuff. But again, not the cuckoo stuff, all right? As I explained yesterday during the first segment. But see, I do believe in looking at this, you've got the agenda of the Democratic governors, the globalist operatives. And by globalist operatives, I'm talking about Bill Gates and everyone in his orbit. I'm talking about Fauci and everyone in his orbit. Burks, everyone in her orbit. The World Health Organization, all of them. The um, and, and then, of course, as you've, if you've been watching this program, of course, Dr. Richard Proctor talking about the various organizations such as the CFR and, and other organizations, Council on Foreign Relations, and the, and the, the membership and the, um, uh, the operatives within. That constitutes, obviously, the swamp. And we elected Donald Trump to drain the swamp. And I see comments on our YouTube channel. I don't respond to uh, most of them. I read, I read, look, I read all of the emails I get and I read all of the comments. But uh, where, you know, Donald Trump is absolutely uh, complicit in this. He's one of them. Uh, he's, uh, he's actually a deep state globalist plant. Well, if that's the case, why has there been such acrimony? Why has there been such an intense, visceral hatred uh, against Donald Trump. Is that all a play? Is that all play acting? Is that all a show? Is that just stagecraft? Is that what that is? I don't think so. What about the attempts to remove him from office? Is that just to make things look good? No. The fact is the swamp is murkier, muddier, bigger, deeper, wider than anything that it, 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 it's had years, decades and even 
more than a century to really entrench, in my view, this country, and not just this country, but the world. You look at people like Diamond and Silk expressing their opinions and saying, you know what? I wonder if this, and, and this is part of a Twitter comment. I, I wonder if this is a little deep state action going on behind the scenes. Okay. I, 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 excuse me. I'm not sure if that was a quote uh, from one other broadcast or a Twitter uh, message, but nonetheless, either way. The day after the their last Fox Nation episode was posted, Twitter removed one of their tweets for violating its rules against coronavirus misinformation. Oh, don't you, don't you ever question the narrative. Now, you see, as an investigator and in working investigations and conducting investigations, when I get somebody, when I have somebody, whether it's a, a subject of an investigation or whether it is a witness, if you, and that witness encompasses a lot, okay, that just are overbearing in their insistence on certain things. I look at them and I think, what's really, the, what's really going on here? What is really the basis you know, as opposed to saying, okay, oh, here, whatever you need. I mean, I'm here to help you. I, I'm going to clear this up too, you know? Oh, but no, no. See, if you, if you uh, make a statement about the coronavirus and they, they, these social media platforms deem it as misinformation, oh, you are in so much trouble. And of course, don't you dare question the any narratives whether it's a coronavirus or go, even go back to 9-11 look look we've been dealing with this since, since at least in modern times since the kennedy assassination haven't we and and that of course is you know the conspiracy theory that was the, the phrase that was created by our own intelligence agencies here within the united states to discredit anyone questioning the official narrative. Hey, Oswald was the lone assassin. Just ask J. Edgar Hoover or Lyndon Baines Johnson. And, and, and make sure you don't ask, of course, people like, oh, I don't know, Dorothy Kilgallen. Yeah, Mark Shaw, I was watching some of his videos about Dorothy Kilgallen, the reporter. You remember her from What's My Line, right? The reason I bring this up, this has been with us for well over 50 years, 60 years, 70 years, 100 years. And you know, their playbook is the same. And and, and this is why I, I, I have admiration for certain people who, who really challenge the narrative by asking questions, by bringing people on. Um, I, I often, um, and I'm going to play some video here of, of from InfoWars. You know, regardless of what you may think of of InfoWars or, or Alex Jones, I, look, I, I defend him, okay? Uh, and and I, I, I back him. You know why? Because he's got the guts to say and bring people on, and, and their platform brings people on. You know, man, you talk about, you know, taking fire, my goodness, 
Look at what they've been through. Look at what he's been through. Anyway, but see, that's all of us, all of us. And there's a lot of truth to the statement. Remember the meme with Donald Trump sitting down and kind of hunched forward? And in reality, they're not after me. They're after you. Okay, that's what this is all about. They're after all of us. Steve Quayle talking about this. Look, they want to kill us all. They look at us as useless eaters. I mean, useless to them. Their God is not the God of the Bible. Their God is the God of human sacrifice. Their God is Moloch or whatever. And, and you know, you may say, well, that's just a, you can't, I mean, you can't be serious about that. Look, I'm going to tell you, I am serious. And you know why? Because just look at what they do. And when you look at what they do, it can tell you what they believe. Because belief is the driver of action. And I've said that so many times before. Anyway, I don't want to sound like I'm talking down. I, don't, I, don't, I just want to do this for emphasis. But Diamond and Silk, you know, they ask questions. Hey, could this very well be a little deep state action? At least the response, okay, the response to make President Trump look bad. Well, and, and if so, is what's Fox News doing banning Diamond and Silk? I, I'm asking. I know Peter Barry Chalka thinks a lot of Fox News, but, and, and frankly, you know, uh, there's no other news channel outside of One American News that, uh, in the mainstream, there's no other news channel except One American News that, that, uh, that, we, that, that we look at, okay? We watch, for example, MSNBC to see what kind of, uh, you know, bunk they're pushing, anti-Donald Trump stuff they're pushing and anti-freedom stuff they're pushing, but you do that for surveillance purposes, not for informational purposes. But that, but that aside, so what's going on here? What is really going on here? In the end, I believe it's a fight right now uh, between the, the, the members of the deep state cabal, members of the globalists, the, the people with financial and career interests in maintaining, um, uh, maintaining the tyrannical approach. It's their agenda. This is what's pushing everything. This is, and you'll notice it's the, it's the democratic states that are acting tyrannical. You'll notice the governors of the democratic states saying, hey, you know, Illinois. I mean, take one case in Illinois. I mean, how ridiculous is it where an Illinois ruling means family can only legally be in their boat when it's in their garage? How do I need to really kind of explode about the insanity of that? I don't think so. And I don't think you do either. Um, there was a study done recently, uh, study, studies dot, um, uh, let's see here. What is it? Uh, I thought it was studies.org. I, I don't know. I lost my page here. You see Eric, the tech, this is why I print things out. Um, hang on just one second here. I, I want to see where, where this is because this is interesting. Uh, the um, if you happen to have seen this or happen to have seen this, I can talk. Wow, it's not showing up here at all. Um, when people will lose it? This uh, this 
group, this scientific organization website, and I believe it's studies. Hang on a second here. Oh, here it is right here. Studyfinds.org. That's studyfinds.org. They came out with this with this um, uh, survey. 72% of lockdown Americans said that, say they'll reach breaking point by mid-June. As each individual state now charts its own course for opening and for keeping things closed, making rulings, whatever. Americans all across the United States, we are growing more and more impatient, and rightfully so. When will be we be able to get back to normal? And it's interesting, too. I don't know how many people caught this early this morning, Fox and Friends. I'm trying to remember. I think it was... Uh, um, Oh, let me see if it's on here. I believe it was one of the hosts' uh, daughter asked Amanda, uh, Dr. Burks, if a fall wedding, if, if uh, let me see if I, because if, I, I, I actually caught, cut and pasted this. I tried to, what I tried to do was I tried to isolate this because I thought this was an interesting and it has something to do with, with again, the bigger picture and uh, what's taking place right now. Um, okay, so uh, fall wedding. Let's see here. Stick with me. Hold on. Hold on. All right. If I can't find it in two minutes here uh, or in the next uh, six seconds, I'm just going to drop it. Uh, except to say, again, it was Fox and Friends, and somebody had asked one of the one of the celebrities, uh, the, the people there asked the daughter asked this Burks if a fall wedding uh, would be okay. She had canceled a, a wedding next week, and saying Let's reschedule it for the fall, as long as I can be kind of assured that I, you know the guests and we won't have to be wearing masks. And Burks said, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, no, no." You're going to be wearing masks in September, in the fall. But back to the article again, and this goes back to what I've been saying. This is a, to me, this is a social experiment right from the beginning. Um, where did, where to go? Regardless, look. 72% of Americans say they're going to reach their breaking point by mid-June. Is that the, uh, is, is that the, is that the, is that reality? I think, I think that's very charitable. There were 1,895, and where these numbers come from, 1,895 U.S. citizens over the age of 18 were surveyed earlier this month. Now, you have to remember, quarantine of the healthy is a lockdown. It's tyrannical, period. End of story. But you have to remember, too, um, day one of a, of a lockdown, there, there's a, a mental... Uh, you're, you're in one mental place, okay? One mental state. Day two, it grows, not by a little, but it doubles, okay? It's kind of like the uh, tornado scale or the earthquake scale where there's 
exponential, um, and I hope I'm using that exponential word correctly, increases in the magnitude. So again, you're looking at something that the mental effect, as well as the economic effect, and especially that, which affects the mental effect, anyway, bottom line is, um, I would say that that mid-June would be perhaps weeks away or a week away because I don't think it would last that long. But in, in any way, in this, in this particular survey, 1,895 U.S. citizens over the age of 18 were surveyed early, earlier this month. 72% said they expect to reach a breaking point by mid-June if stay-at-home orders aren't lifted. In fact, 100% of the respondents said they would snap if this all lasts for longer than six months. I bet you if you resurveyed them, Oh, that, that number would be at least halved. The survey was conducted because, now think about this, we're at April 28th, between April 3rd and April 6th, and 16% at that time said they already reached their breaking point. So, now, okay, now, keep that in the back of your mind. You know studies like this are being done by government agencies, all right? So, I ask you, what is the real reason here? Is it A, again, is it A, you know, we're being lied to and, and we're, it, it is what it is, but it's just a lie to, uh, oops, you know, it's a big oops. We overestimated abundance of caution. Sorry about that. We'll back off. I'm not seeing that. Or three, there's something we don't know that that's going on. And, and that covers a whole, whole list, litany of things. And that I think is where we're at. But now, to make sure, and, and this is important because where did this all start? Who, when I say where, I'm not talking geographically with respect to the virus. And the virus is real, by the way. And, and I want to make this very clear. There's very interesting information that has just come has recently come out. 33 strains. Isn't that an interesting number? 33 different strains. But... Uh, the the virus itself is real, 33 different strains. California is having a whole different experience in terms of numbers than New York. So what's true in New York may not be true in California. What's true in California certainly may not be true in New York. And, and what what is happening in one geographical region, we have to recognize that when, you, when people are stacked and packed and living in... Obviously, it makes a difference, okay? And also, we have to realize that that 20 to 50% of the fatalities, when you look at this, have occurred in nursing homes. And uh, the most vulnerable are the vulnerable, right? So factor in all of that. But let's take a walk back. This is important. And I, I don't think this could be played enough. Greg Reese band.video, Greg Reese, part of the InfoWars team. Greg Reese did a uh, an overview of the people surrounding President Trump, from Fauci to Burks to uh, others. I mean, throughout that crowd of people surrounding him. You remember that video? Let's take a look at this again. Why? Because we have to establish who's who. And we just can't throw names out there and say, well, you know, they're a globalist or they're... No. Let's take a look, but this is a brief summary, and boy, you could dig layers deep on this, but let's take a brief look at this. 
watch this and let's remind ourselves who we are dealing with. If we, if we have that, uh, let's play that. You know, having been through other serious issues, particularly the very painful early years of HIV AIDS, when people talk about conspiracy theories, um, you will always have conspiracy theories when you have uh, very challenging public health crises. They are nothing but distractions. You know, I can assure you, we have so much to do to protect the health and the welfare of the American people that I would just hope we just put those conspiracy stuff and let somebody write a book about it later on, but not now. Anthony Fauci does not like conspiracy theories. And if the president does not fire several members of his COVID-19 response team, the books written in the future will likely be about the Bill Gates Big Pharma takeover of America. Dr. Fauci is on the leadership council for the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Deborah Burks is a board member for the Global Fund to Fight AIDS, Tuberculosis, and Malaria, which was founded by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Robert Redfield, current director of the CDC, was a founder of the Institute of Human Virology, who has received $31.8 million from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Seema Verna has worked with Sue Desmond Hellman, Chief Executive Officer of the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Alex Azar was president of Eli Lilly's U.S. division. Under his leadership, prices for the company's top-selling insulin drug tripled, which led to a class-action lawsuit. Jerome Adams received a medical scholarship from Eli Lilly. Stephen Hahn is commissioner for the FDA, who partnered with Bill and Melinda Gates in 2017. Stephen Mnuchin was a member of Skull and Bones at Yale University, and he partnered with George Soros to create SFM Capital Management. Brett Geror was the director of DARPA, and CDC official Dr. Nancy Messonier is Rod Rosenstein's sister. Many have been concerned that President Trump has been surrounded by deep state operatives for the past three years. Well, now he seems to be completely surrounded by Big Pharma and Bill Gates loyalists, all pushing vaccines as the solution and admitting that they might make things worse. Does the vaccine make you worse? And there are diseases in which you vaccinate someone, they get infected with what you're trying to protect them with, and you actually enhance the infection. Los Angeles has announced that they're going to pay people to snitch on their neighbors. You know the old expression about snitches? Well, in this case, snitches get rewards. We want to thank you for turning folks in and making sure we are all safe. And the public is now being prepared for mandatory certificates of immunity in order to freely leave their homes. Can you imagine a time where Americans carry certificates of immunity? You know, um, that's possible. I mean, it's one of those things that we talk about uh, when we want to make sure that we know who the vulnerable people are and not. Uh, This is something that's being discussed. I think it might actually be have some merit under certain circumstances. Welcome to Medical Tyranny 2020. For InfoWars.com, this is Greg Reese. May God be with you all. 
Okay. I hope that makes the players, at least in this crisis, which um, more and more looks like it's, uh, it's a crisis of their own making. I hope this is clear as to who these people are. And let's never forget who they are. Let's never forget who their associates are. When, when I, look, when I'm assigned uh, to consult on an investigation or whatever, I look at the, uh, I look at the individuals. I look at who they're, they're associated with. We go layers deep in, in, in this. Um, and we have to do the same thing, I believe, as consumers of information. And that's what we are. That's what this platform is, by the way. is, is a, a, It provides information as, as well-vetted as possible so you can decide. So now that we have established the players, what are we dealing with here? In looking at this, there's one more video here I want to sneak in. Again, by Greg Reese, because the title caught my attention. And we're being set up for the biggest October surprise in American history. It's just a brief video, um, three, a little over three minutes. But, but, but here's the thing. I believe what we're seeing here, and, and this, is, this is my analysis at the moment. Remember, this is kind of an evolving situation. So my analysis could evolve as events progress. But... I think this coronavirus 19, COVID-19 again, the year, um, or the Communist Chinese Party virus is a means to an end. That's all this is. And this is not about your health or my health. This is about control. And I think the people, the players that you saw just seconds ago on, on, on the screen, and identified, if you're listening to this just by audio, who were identified are the individuals who are enacting controls along with the uh, leftist, uh, tyrannical governors and even some managers, you know, uh, county, uh, uh, county executives and mayors and, and minor, shall we say, minor uh, leaders or servants of the people more accurately, this is all about control. It has nothing to do with health, with the exception of destroying the healthcare system. Remember, Hillary Clinton back in the early 90s attempted Hillary Care. Remember that? Because you're looking at 20% of America's economy is, is what? Is healthcare. It's insurance, it's healthcare, it's the equipment, it's, and then of course you have big pharma. So if you're able to deal a uh, fatal blow to the healthcare industry, boy, how great would that be for the people who demand this control and power? Um, how fatal would that be to our republic, to our country, to our economy, and currently to the current president of the United States, President Trump, who, by the way, was able to, at least on paper and in reality as well, get employment numbers up. If you, if you looked at the employment numbers pre-COVID, my goodness. And in, I mean, in all reality, our, our economy was, was flowing well. And remember back in December, November, a year before the upcoming election, which is, in, uh, what, 190 days, roughly. Remember, the talk was, well, the 
if if the economy goes south, then Donald Trump is vulnerable. Now, the problem is now, and I'm kind of digressing, admittedly, the problem is now, of course, the left, uh, some say the Democrats, but the leftists have really no viable candidate to fight President Trump, right? I mean, at this point, Joe Biden, he's got a sexual scandal that's kind of out there. You know, that's, of course, well, where'd that come from? Oh, yeah, yeah that's, that's out there. Plus, he's showing signs of dementia. Uh, that, according to many published reports, according to many published, and you can see for yourself. So what is the left to do? Barring a surprise candidate to replace Joe Biden. Remember, Sanders, they didn't want Sanders. But that's a topic for another day. But this is all about control. So what are we seeing here? I turn back to Greg Reese, and let's look, let's have a listen to what he's got to say with respect to, are we being set up for an October surprise? Biggest October surprise in American history? I warn you, that title might be a little bit, mm, not fitting with the video, but the, but the information in the video is in, indeed fitting with this topic. So go ahead and play that. After testing thousands of people in their county for COVID-19, doctors Dan Erickson and Artin Massini, owners of Accelerated Urgent Care in Bakersfield, California, held a press conference to share their data along with official CDC data. Dr. Erickson reported that hospitals in California have become empty as a result of allotting all resources to the COVID-19 pandemic. The hospitals, uh, their ICUs are empty, essentially, and they're shutting down floors. They're furloughing patients, they're furloughing doctors, because we just don't have the volume. So we're busy with paperwork for COVID, and we're all focusing on COVID. He then went over the COVID-19 numbers for the state of California. We've seen 1,227 deaths in the state of California. That means you have a 0.03 chance of dying from COVID-19 in the state of California. And for the state of New York. 19,410 out of 19 million people, which is a 0.1% chance of dying from COVID in the state of New York. And then compared these numbers to the seasonal flu in 2017. 45 million total cases in 2017 with about 62,000 deaths, or a 0.13 chance of death from flu in the United States. So the lethality of of COVID-19 is much less. He then went on to report what is happening as a result of the shutdown and millions of hardworking people losing their jobs. Child molestation is increasing at a severe rate. We could go over multiple cases of children who have been molested due to angry family members who are intoxicated, who are home, who have no paycheck. These things last a lifetime. This isn't about a seasonal flu. These are things that will follow these people and affect them in a negative fashion for their life. And these are for me talking to ERs, talking to my doctors, and talking to people across the country and finding out what they're seeing. Spousal abuse, alcoholism, anxiety, depression, suicide. 
One of the most interesting moments of the press conference was when Dr. Erickson went on to explain the immune complex and how our immune system regularly adapts to our environment. The immune system is built by exposure to antigens, viruses, bacteria. When you're a little child crawling on the ground, putting stuff in your mouth, viruses and bacteria come in, you form an antigen antibody complex, you form IgG, IgM, this is how your immune system is built. When you take human beings and you say, go into your house, clean all your counters, Lysol them down, you're gonna kill 99% of viruses and bacteria, wear a mask, don't go outside. What does that do to our immune system? Our immune system is used to touching. We share bacteria, staphylococcal, streptococcal bacteria, viruses. We develop an immune response daily to this stuff. When you take that away from me, my immune system drops. As I shelter in place, my immune system drops. You keep me there for months, it drops more. Sheltering in place decreases your immune system. And then as we all come out of shelter in place with a lower immune system and start trading viruses and bacteria, what do you think is gonna happen? Disease is gonna spike. And then you've got disease spike amongst a hospital system with furloughed doctors and nurses. Dr. Erickson reported that he has been in contact with leading physicians throughout California and that they are all in agreement. And I've been working with some of the leaders and I've talked to you know, the head of the CDPH. I've gotten their opinion on this and a lot of the leaders in Sacramento. And we're all in agreement, but we need to have Governor Newsom in agreement with us to lift this ban because the data is showing us it's time to lift. So if we don't lift, what is the reason? For InfoWars. And, and there it is in one well, four words with a question mark. What is the reason? If we don't lift, what is the reason? I could ask, a little stated differently or asked differently, what is the real reason? What is the actual reason? And I think every one of us needs to be asking that question. I'm not going to tell you what to think. I'm not going to tell you what to ask. I'm not going to tell you what to believe. But I think we should be allowed to ask these questions. But what happens when we ask such questions? We're told to sit down and shut up. We're told that, that, that hey, you're spreading conspiracy, misinformation. Let's immediately go to the next segment. Again, I'm going to connect all of this hopefully together. Laura Ingram, this is just a, a, a night or a... I think a 50-second clip from Laura Ingram. Watch this. Ingram Angle from D.C. tonight. Two California doctors tore up the Internet over the last few days when they made the case for reopening America. Okay, tonight they're here exclusively to make their case and to answer some of the nasty critics, and you know who you are. Also, we've dug further into the government's efforts to pretty much discredit the benefits of hydroxychloroquine. It's used all over the world. Infectious disease specialist Stephen Smith is here to respond to those findings. Plus, another doc is suing the state over limiting the drug. Well, which state? We'll tell you. He's here tonight. And Raymond Arroyo has taken another deep look into the sexual assault allegations against Joe Biden. He's here and he's going to tell us what he found and how the media are covering it all up. But first, my thoughts at the end of day 42. Can you believe it? America in shutdown. Now, many of you are probably feeling 
kind of like I'm feeling. It's it's a weird feeling, isn't it? I mean, you, it, it's it's horrible. You feel like all the people who suffered out there. You're also living in kind of a okay. Time warp. Can you pause that for a second? Somehow I, I I messed up the the video. Just keep that where it's at. I messed up the videos. I apologize. Um, the the issue here is when the two doctors took to the uh, took to the airwaves, took to uh, uh, Fox News, and then on their own had published videos on their own about this. They were banned off of YouTube. They were banned off of others, uh, other media platforms, including Facebook and Twitter. You know, the posts were, were disappearing left and right. Again, why? And, and I, it, there was a segment where Laura Ingram was was saying that was saying, "Look, they were they were banished." With all respect that is due to the victims of this virus and i know there are victims to this virus of this virus with respect to them I, I would say that look you know it's held to be a statistic or it's held to be um a, a family member of a statistic and and i mean that having lived long enough to have gone through that many times i mean you have a family member for example who is murdered? Well, how many murders are there in the United States on an annual basis? On, in, during, you know, I mean, statistics don't have feelings. But we're talking about human beings here. We're talking about people who that that somebody care about. You know, somebody cares about. People care about a wife, a husband, a dad, a mom. A, you get the idea. So when it affects you, it's, it's not a statistic. So I, I understand that there are real people really dying from this. But like I said earlier, like I said before, the numbers in California are a lot different than the numbers in New York. There are geographical, obviously geographical differences. But in reality, the death rates are different. Now, why is that? There could be a, a number of reasons for that. And, and you can listen to the doctors who get into those reasons as both in theory and in practicality based on the knowledge that they have and the test results that they have. And, and we'll finish playing the uh, Laura Ingram clip here in a moment. But um, I guess I said all of that and, and I wanted you to know that contrary opinions are are not are are disallowed um and this what we're seeing today and, and i if you take nothing else from this this is all about control this has nothing to do with the your safety or mine it's all about control whether you wear a mask it's masked tyranny for example and, and that might be a good uh, hey a good hashtag or a good meme masked tyranny a play on words, but effectively, I believe. It's all about control, but the question remains, what is the real reason? Is it just about control? Yes. Yes. But control of the people to what end? ID 2020, real ID, of course, 
part of that or a small part of that. The chip, the nanotechnology that has emerged and comes into play, we're seeing all of this. This is a vehicle to that end, at the very least. And there are other other things that come into play here as well. For example, a, a governor says you can't, for example, you, yeah, you can go in your boat as long as it's parked in the garage. You've got to know there are people in the government that are watching the reactions of people. We are all under the microscope right now, under the bubble of observation, under surveillance by the government to, to gauge our reactions. At what point will we, they're looking at, for example, at what point will we say enough is enough? I mentioned that study before. Bob, by mid-June, we're going to snap. I, I contend that's charitable and generous. I think if you would resurvey those 1,895 individuals today, those numbers would be, that, that date would be woefully generous. So what is really going on here? It's exerting power of the individuals among those individuals and many more against the American people and against everyone in the West. And have you noticed kind of a divergent thought here? When you were out to the grocery store, if you've gone to the grocery store or if you've gone out, or mass transportation if it's running in your area and you see people wearing masks. I don't know about you, but me, it immediately, I immediately, the first time I saw that, am I in Southeast Asia? Am I in China? Because think about it, and I mentioned this yesterday, the Chinese, Communist Chinese Party, what they're doing is pushing their morality into our system and in, in their belief in the communist system, the collective, or as one would say, the globalists into American culture, American society, American business, in the American way of life. But to me, I, I when I, the first time I saw the, all the masks, because uh, of course. Our tyrannical governor in this state requires mask wearing if you're out in public. Oh, or you can get fined or or worse. Or asked to leave or fined or worse. I I thought, my goodness, this is just like this is like communist China. Pre-COVID communist China. But see, they're more evolved, aren't they? All right. Let's um, let's go to video four. Since I screwed up video three, let's go to video four, and maybe that's uh, maybe I had it backwards. I don't know. This is from that's Fox the one News. on the website. Yeah, yeah, that's the one on the website. Let me get it. Okay, all right. Um, because I I think uh, oh you know what? Why don't we go right to instead of this in the interest of time? Powerline blog. Let's take a look at Powerline blog. Is it? Can we do that easier? Or no? Yes. All right, that's cool. Let's take a look at Powerline blog. I had it up here moments ago, and uh, <laughs> what happened to it? All right, let me see. There it is. 
Now, let me pull it up on my computer because I can't read the uh, preview monitor. All right. All right, here it is here. And this I find very interesting, and I find very germane to what we're talking about. And I think that this has, uh, this is what I was getting at before. And this has a lot to do with Diamond and Silk, and has a lot to do with Fox News, and has a lot to do with the social media, and everything we find ourselves in today. The, 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 um, this is an article from Powerline, and, and it, it's, it was published, uh, was posted yes, or posted today, I guess it was, by Scott Johnson. The title is, Was It Something He Said? And, and, he, and you can read this for yourself. John posted the compelling video of doctors Dan Erickson and, and the other doctor, a report from the front lines over the weekend in two parts at the time. John posted the videos. They had more than 2 million views. Now, the doctors decried California's COVID-19-related lockdown, in particular on medical and economic grounds. Part one carried the heart of the doctor's remarks in about 50 minutes. The doctors, Eric, the, the doctors they're, they own Accelerated Urgent Care in Bakersfield, Fresno. It's all a whole bunch of places in California. Their remarks were based on their experience, personal experience. Now, look, I would I would take the front line uh, people on the front lines their reports more so than I would take some uh, bean counter in, in at Stanford or whatever. But again, they focused on their own experience, widened the discussion to take in California generally. So Laura Ingram invited these doctors on, which I don't think you saw because I cut it off before, on her program, The Ingram Angle. Um, in fact, it was last night. Now, my wife recorded that for me last night and very interesting show. Anyway, Dr. Earl or Ingram invited the doctors on last night. As events transpired, and I'm reading from the uh, Powerline article here, she was able to report in real time that YouTube had removed the viral part one video following the segment for violating YouTube, YouTube's terms of service. And muses the author, it must have been something he said. Let's go ahead and uh, take a look at that video, first video on the Powerline blog, if we can. Huge reaction to the two docs we had on at the top of the show, Dan Erickson and Artin Masihi. Well, YouTube just took down their viral video challenging the COVID narrative when it comes to, uh, you know, what's happening in California, especially. Ironically, this is exactly what they warned about, that this isn't about science. This is about control. And in this case, control of a narrative. We should have seen it coming. YouTube CEO was on CNN eight days ago saying, quote, anything that would go against World Health Organization recommendations would be a violation of our policy. Removal is another really important part of our policy. Well, if you aren't worried about censorship in this country, uh, you better be now. It's not the government doing it, but something that controls so much of the dialogue is fairly close to the kind of censorship I never thought we'd see in this country. That is truly terrifying. Shannon Brame and the Fox News at Night team have all the latest, and they take it from here. Shannon. Okay, you can, uh, if you can find it on Fox News, you can, you can uh, catch up with the Shannon Bream. The story there, the story in this case, 
is about, as she said, it's it's about control, control of the narrative. But it's bigger than that. I I, sub, I submit to you, it's about controlling us, controlling our behaviors, controlling our reactions and responses. So at the end of the day, where are we at? Well, when you take into account, for example, in my view, when you take into account what we've been through over the last month and a half, how we've been controlled, how we have been the jack-booted, tyrannical system has quarantined not just the sick, Again, I, I said yesterday, quarantine of the sick is prudent, locking down the well or quarantining the well or locking down the, the, the people who are well is tyrannical. They're testing the limits. They're, they're attempting to control the narrative, but this is all a means to an end. That's what this is. How great was it that they, the, they, the tyrannical globalist controllers were able to take something you can't you cannot see i mean how frightening is that think about this you can't see it it's odorless it's colorless you don't know if it's on the surface you don't know if it's in the air you just don't know but man if you get it in it depending on your condition you could be six feet under in in a day in a matter of hours. Who knows? Rile up the people. Get, and, and, you know, Americans, as a, as a general rule, we're pretty okay with believing the government. And think about President Trump being in the, in, the, in the chair, making the decisions, and having Fauci come to you and say, if you don't, law, if you don't get on board here, the blood of two, five million Americans is going to be on your hands. Hey, so what do you do? Do you question that? And then you've got Burks and others, people. Yeah, that could be, possibly. We don't know. Again, we don't, you, you can't see it. It's odorless. It's colorless. It's could be on the box. I mean, how many people have left boxes delivered to their homes in their garages or out in the sun or whatever because of all of this? Could live in on the surface for 24 days. Uh, can it? I don't know. I would imagine it depends on the strain. I would imagine it depends on, you know, if there's a big loogie there. I, I mean, I don't know. But see, the exploitation of the lack of what we do know was the vehicle and is the vehicle, the primary vehicle to control. But to what end? Shut this country down. Make sure that we don't know up from down, right from left, black from white. We don't know what the hell normal is anymore. We don't know if we go outside, if we're going to get the black plague or whatever. 
some equivalent to it. Scare the, pe the people enough to put masks on and to use hand sanitizer until your hands bleed. And you see the control. Now, if there was an invading army of Huns coming across the Canadian border, there you can see it. I mean, you might even be able to smell them. Certainly, you, you'll hear them and see them. But this is a nebulous enemy, isn't it? This amorphous, nebulous is the wrong word. This amorphous, you can't see it, you, can't, you don't know. So there's some, some trust. But at this point now, the veils are being dropped one by one by one by one. And now we're getting a clearer picture. Yet the exploits, in some cases, continue. And by that, I mean the governors, Newsom, the governor, uh, Michigan, Illinois, Pennsylvania, New York, Calif as I said, California, Newsom. Oh, you don't want to see, you know, people on the beach. You don't want to see people. This is something we don't want to see. And again, you have doctors come on, two doctors, on the front lines, real numbers, real experience, real science, saying, look, this is what it is. This is what we found. And that truth, that science, that non-conspiracy in any way is taken off YouTube. It's taken off of mainstream media. Diamond and Silk saying, hey, could this be maybe a way to hurt Donald Trump? Yeah, they're taken off of Fox News. We'll go this far, but no further. Fox News, maybe. You've got to think for yourself. My message to you is this, to wrap this all up. We've been played. We're being played. It's all about control. It's less about safety. It's less about your life. It's more about destroying the economy. It's more about not this, but what comes next. What comes next? And by that, I mean there's something else coming. Folks, I don't know what it is. I don't proclaim to know what it is. But I'll tell you this. The globalists, the people in charge, they can't afford to have us free. President Trump in power for another, another term. We're right now, I believe, in the most dangerous time in American history in recent years. Think about it. Going to be right back. Stan Dale coming up. And welcome back to Hagman, where truth can't be silenced. You know, I got to tell you, I, I read legal documents sent to me and documents, other documents sent to me. People really hate that, where truth can't be silenced. There's, there are some people that really hate that statement. Oh, 
I wish I could read some. I wish I could read. I really do. I can't, but I, I, I can. I guess there's nothing stopping me, but yeah. Oh, my goodness. You know, if it's Tuesdays, it's Tuesdays with Stan. And Stan Dale is one of the, uh, I mean, he's an intrepid researcher. He's a real, I like to call him the real Indiana Jones. Before I get to Stan, I'm going to tell you something. Or I'm going to ask you something, all right? Let me ask you this. Are you paying more money in interest than you need to on your credit cards? Okay, say it with me. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh, yep. Because I know you are. I know. I know. I I I was. Eric the Tech was. I mean, we I, you look at the rates, my goodness, but you can refinance your debt today with a credit card consolidation loan from Lightstream. My friends at Lightstream. I want you to take a pen, a pencil, whatever, write this down. Lightstream.com/hagman, okay? Write that down and check it out today. You can quickly roll balances from multiple credit cards into one single monthly loan payment. You can get a rate as low as 5.95% APR with auto pay, much lower than the national average credit card rate of over 19% APR. You know what? I got to tell you this. I had a credit card, and I'm not lying to you. I had a credit card in my pocket that I used for travel. It was almost, almost 25%. (sighs) With Lightstream.com, you can fix that. Lightstream.com slash Hagman. There are absolutely no fees. The application is quick and easy. It's 100% online. You can even get your money as soon as the same day you apply. I received a testimonial. And here it is right here. If I didn't receive it, I couldn't do this with it. That's right. Here's the deal. I was listening to your program the other day. One of my, you're one of my favorite podcasts. Thank you, by the way. And it prompted me to do some additional research about Lightstream. After shopping around for a personal loan that didn't go very well, I wanted a lower interest rate on my credit cards. I found Lightstream. I used your code. That's lightstream.com slash Hagman. Found that their rate was the best by far. And as you said, there were no fees, and I had my cash within 24 hours. Overall, it was a gratifying experience, and I would highly recommend this to anyone looking to lower their interest rate on their credit cards. And that is Lucy from Knoxville, Tennessee. So here's what you need to do, folks. Apply today to get a special interest rate discount and save even more. The only way to get this discount is from my friends at Lightstream. Go to lightstream.com slash Hagman, two N's on Hagman. Let me spell it out for you. It's L-I-G-H-T-S-T-R-E-A-M, lightstream.com slash Hagman, and that's H-A-G-M-A-N-N. Say it with me, lightstream.com slash Hagman. It's subject to credit approval. Rate includes a zero. 0.50% auto pay discount terms and conditions apply and offers are subject to change without notice. Let's visit lightstream.com slash Hagman for more information. Do that for me, please. Will you save yourself a lot of money, by the way. All right. Now, Stan Dale from standale.com. How you doing, my friend? Let me see if can I can me? see you. I can hear, I can hear you. I can hear you. Yeah, I got you. There you are. Level okay. Good job. Yeah. Okay. Look, um, a few problems with the computer today with Skype. 
Oh. Um, they deleted my uh, control over the image. Um, and also, uh, YouTube has deleted some of my uh, videos there. They said they were controversial. So I'm having a bit of trouble getting images to you here. Well, we can just, you know what, Stan? First of all, YouTube has been deleting, I mean, tell you what, what kind of, what kind of stuff? Like COVID stuff or what? Well, where I was discussing, um, it was a replay, uh, my video sections of the uh, uh, exposure I made or on disclosure, what was happening, what oh. I was doing, you know, in Australia, all that that I recorded at this private house here close to NORAD back in 2000. I flew up here just to do the interview for... Oh, Dr. What's his name? Um, anyway, Greer. Dr. Greer. But, um, okay. Yeah. Anyway, um, it was up there for a while on my patron channel. This is not even, I had even made it public. It was just in the patron uh, section, and they deleted it. Uh, content unsuitable. Yeah, and, and I got to tell you, Stan, I, I was I was talking to Eric the Tech, too. You, you got to watch because all of a sudden, if you have something like that on, on your Patreon channel, there goes your Patreon channel. I, I, I'm telling you, I, we're going to have to get back to, uh, I think, you know, hard copy stuff by mail. I don't know what, what else to do. Um, I, yeah, I don't either. I'm, you know, I can, I can put up some of these videos uh, on my private server uh, and just bypass YouTube altogether. It's, I guess you could do the same thing. But. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, uh, wow. It sounds like you've had a rough day, man. You look it has been a nightmare. You know, I've got at least an image coming through to you and voice. Um, is my voice level okay for you guys? Eric, what say you? Yep, he said yes. So Okay. And I can hear you and there's no feedback, which is, well, that's a win-win. <laughs> Plus you're looking, you're looking spiffy and you're looking good and a little bit stressed, yeah. but that's all right. We're all yeah, stressed. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, hmm. Where to start today on the news? I've got to get back to the real world here now. Um, well, okay. Before you do that, let me ask you something. What's the temperature where you're at? The outside temperature? What's the, you know? What well, you, maybe 65, 70, something like that. It's right. going to be 93 today. Why? Oh, I don't know. I'm just so sick and tired of 40s and 50s. I don't know, Stan. I'm just so tired of rain, gray skies, 40, 50 degrees, you know. And this, uh, I, I had to ask you and kind of live through you vicariously because, oh. you know, I, I don't know. Yesterday we were out, I was out with a chainsaw cutting some dead limbs off a peach tree that uh, got hit by the blight, and uh, that was last season. And uh, Holly and I were planting um, things in the uh, squash and watermelon bed yesterday. She's out there now putting up black um, uh, shields, you know, uh, fabric shields around the onions and a couple of the sm uh, smaller beds because we're supposed to have hot, dry winds today. We And the plants are still so young, we don't want to kill them. Man. You know, Farmer Deo, Mr. and Mrs. Farmer Deo. Well, I'll tell you what, it. It, it, it pays though, doesn't it? And, and that's that's one thing I, I've been talking with people in the, uh, in the city and, and they've been saying, you know, I really want to, I really, I, in fact, last I was communicating with somebody who lives in New York City, and she said this. She said, I heard last week talking with Stan about gardening and stuff, and it makes me want to buy a farm. So, you know, imagine that. 
well, for years now, then Holly and I have been warning people, you know, get out of the major cities because you can't, you know, have auxiliary power, you know, very much in, if you're in an apartment and, uh, yeah. you know, you can't get food except, you know, limited amounts. You can't store it if you're in an apartment. There's just not enough room to store what you need for six months to a year. We've been telling people get out and, and uh, in the Prudent Places USA, the, the DVD that uh, that uh, Holly made, you know, is it a DVD or is it a PDF? But anyway, uh, Prudent Places. That's, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a DVD. Yeah, yeah. and and we 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 take a lot of phone calls over the last fifteen years about where to go, and uh, it depended on whether people needed hospital access or you know road or they go to and from work and all that kind of stuff. And so we counsel a lot of people while we're still doing that, and uh, here we are. And there's now people waking up saying, "Well, gee, what do I do?" And it's probably not their fault because we haven't penetrated deep enough into the uh, the marketplace for people to know what we do to help them. But, um, well, folks, a lot of people waking up. Let me use that as, as a plug here because you, you, you don't plug your stuff, uh, um, half as much as you should, in my view, look, folks, go to standeo.com and, and, and invest in dare to prepare cosmic conspiracy. Um, uh, Prudent Places USA. Um, what's the other one you've got many, several others, the gold, um, Garden Gold. Fair Garden Gold. Um, uh, I mean, it, there's a like tremendous Sandale, amount. Garden of Eden. Yeah. Um, and become a Carson, patron. Carson. Sorry, go on. Go and, on. Become a, and folks, become a patron, a patron of uh, Stan and Holly Dale because they do such good work, and I believe in them, and, and I'm a patron, and I think uh, you should be too because the information there is uh, second to none. So thank you, Stan. Okay, I, did, I just wanted to get that, get that plug in there. And by, by the way, while you're reading that and looking at that, have a cup of Hagman coffee, hagmanstore.com. I just want to throw that in there too. So anyway, all right, go ahead, Stan. I won't interrupt anymore. Yeah, we had our first, um, you know, fireside chat with our uh, patrons over the weekend on Sunday evening, I think it was. Yeah, about uh, six uh, Mountain Standard Time. And we ran about an hour and a half over, about 30 minutes over. But uh, a nice group of people. Some of them didn't get to, to attend because of various technical reasons, trying to get logged on to the Zoom thing. But we had a great time. And, uh, you know, uh, they told me some of the things they were interested in. And surprisingly, they were interested in the UFO situation regarding right now. How does it fit? Uh, that led to a discussion uh, or me talking about the Cosmic Conspiracy book that I wrote in 1978. And in there, I have several mentions of how the world is going to be brought to its knees by various crisis curves. And one of them was pandemics or viruses. And, of course, we're there. And then another one was financial collapse of the world economic system. We're on the verge of that now. Another one was the threat of nuclear war in the Middle East. Well, duh, we're there now. You know, a famine. Well, gosh, it's going to start very shortly in the stores because our delivery system of the food is breaking down regardless of whether the farms can produce now in this drought condition. So, you know, it's uh, the cosmic conspiracy is becoming very timely. And in the 2010, the last edition of it, I did the final edition. At the end of it, I have a section on the great deception, the UFO landing, claiming to be, you know, our messiahs from space, our elder brothers or whatever. And you'll notice and radio and mainstream TV, we're now starting to see more about and, and news. More about the UFOs are here. The Navy footage is a good example of where the naval pilots, uh, what, 10 years ago, were 
filming these things, traveling at incredible speeds and in squadrons, and not just single UFOs. And so this being released to the public tells me they were very close to the point where when the world is about to explode, whether or implode, depending on your point of view, uh, with these crisis curves, with pandemics, with finances, with uh, famines, uh, with nuclear war threat, uh, possibly an asteroid impact threat, all these various curves that I talked about in the cosmic conspiracy, uh, 42 years ago, 42 years ago, it's now all coming to pass. And I, I'm reminded of one of my uh, hippie friends of, of the, the time when I wrote the book, and uh, he wrote in my book uh, cover when I gave it to him, he says, Far up, man. It's all happening. And that's what we're at now. It's all happening. Uh, biblical prophecies are coming true right before our very eyes. So get the cosmic conspiracy. Absolutely. Uh, read, about, uh, read about that. It's, I, I didn't know at the time how long it was going to be before all these things transpired because I, I expected it to happen a lot quicker, having been briefed in my work with uh, Dr. Edward Teller's group that this is a global plan to bring about a world government. And so, you know, I went on television there in Perth in 19, uh, 1977, in September, I think it was. And then after that, wrote the book and published it in 1978, the Cosmic Conspiracy book. So, yeah, you know, there's, there's a lot more copies than that have been sold now. And uh, we get mail, you know, email and stuff from all over the world. Uh, hopefully most of it in English. We do have some in French from the French translation. Not many from the German, but, uh, you know. Uh, it, it's amazing how far the book has gone. Uh, I was going to be happy just to get rid of 5,000 copies when I first printed it, and they were gone before you could you know, blink your eyes. They were just People were really hungry for that knowledge back then. And that was in Australia. And uh, the American market, I had trouble getting in because people were told to put it under the counter. And uh, in one case in Louisiana, there was a postal employee that, uh, that uh, phoned me, actually, and told me, he says, look, I just want you to know that uh, we've had guys in suits, you know, black suits, come into the post office here and tell us that uh, uh, not to, uh, to to take these books, you know, your books from the United States into the United States and to uh, trash them. And uh, Christian bookstores were told to put it under the counter by the same kind of guys. But now that I'm back and, and people are able to, to see it and hear it, at least the, the message is getting out. Um, uh, there's... There's even pirate copies all over the internet at the moment. I don't know how many thousands of those are. It's we, worth stealing. It's worth reading. You know, it makes you wonder, doesn't it, uh, what's in there that is so, oh, I don't know, so objectionable or so uh, would cause the, the black-suited men to say, hey, you can put it under the counter or get rid of it or don't... So what's the threat there? You know, is it just one issue or is it several issues? And I can tell well, it's the whole main book. issue. It was the main issue about uh, warning people that we have this technology in the back room. We have made deals with these quote unquote aliens. And the whole objective since the end of World War II has been to form a world government where the people of the world cry out for it rather than being forced on them like you know, Hitler or United Nations trying to bring peace. None of those work. But alternative three uh, that was that was the plan. Is the plan still? And at the time, back in the uh, oh, the early '80s, um, there were mixed opinions here in, in the Defense Department and in the administration uh, in White House about whether or not to uh, stop my book and me. Um, 
I know because uh, Jim Schlesinger, Clinton's um, Secretary of Defense, uh, when he was down here on a trip with uh, Clinton years later, told me that they had copies of my book in the White House and in the Defense Department, and um, you know uh, that my my approach or my understanding of what the situation was was absolutely correct, and it was their plan. Because my circulation was limited, I guess, in their figures, in, in their view, it wasn't a big threat. Um, I had more trouble with, um, you know, problems with people coming to my lectures and trying to disrupt them down in Australia. Here in the United States, after I got back, nobody touched me. And I only got back because Jim Schlesinger approved it in the State Department and reinstated my passport and citizenship and let me come home. And it was in 2001. Uh, so... You know, I mean, Prince Charles has a copy of it. Ronald Reagan, his wife, got him a copy of the Cosby Conspiracy. And basically, I laid out the plan in there about how to and why to form a world government the way they're doing. And the fact that it was fulfilling biblical prophecy and bringing to, to rise, uh, you know, the government for the Antichrist at this time. And as I said earlier today, I, I never thought it would take this long for it to materialize. It might be that I slowed up the plan by making it obvious. You know, in my book and lectures and things, because, boy, in Australia, there wasn't a household there that didn't know about what I was doing, because television shows and all that kind of stuff. But here, it was very censored. Now, it's out in the open, and a millennial generation, you know, they aren't aware of all these things, and they're gullible, because uh, they haven't been educated as to what is about to happen, and what we have in the back room, and what deals we've made in the back room. Well, the satanic ones, you know, the, the fallen ones, the aliens, they call them here. But, um, you, yeah, I'm on my soap. No, oh, you know what? I, I, this is so interesting, Stan, but do, do you think – I spent the first hour talking about um, what we're seeing with this cor novel coronavirus or the Communist Chinese Party virus, um, the exploitation of that. I, I see that as the means to an end – um, as opposed to really, the, it's not the, it's not the the virus that's the end. It's the means to an end. Is is this part of it? Because you know, I, I described about um, it's something. It's odorless. You can't hear it. You can't see it. You, you can't feel it. You know, and it's you don't know if it's real. It, it, it's confusing. People, you know, the doctors, oh, it's horrible. I mean. Um, so, I mean, this to me seems like a perfect opportunity to, to use this and to control the populace and to kind of, oh, I don't know, use it as a vehicle for exactly what you're describing. Maybe I didn't I, say that right. But. No, I understand what you're, where you're going. And, I, and, and it's um, a crisis that I've been expecting. And it's a crisis that is being played up in the media to be more threatening uh, than it is at this point in time. It, it, the real one will come later during the next seven to 10 years, I'm pretty sure. But um, the plan all along was to frighten the people of Earth by these crisis curves in, in, uh, in the press and uh, in minor, minor versions of it, like minor economic fluctuations and uh, minor you know, pandemics and, and, and minor famines and this kind of stuff. And what we're seeing now is minor compared to what it's going to be. So the idea was to get people's attention because otherwise you couldn't get them to want a global government because there was no need. They were fine. They were fat. They were happy. The wallet was full. You know, everything's fine. So you had to get people's attention in the world, not just the United States, but the whole world. 
And that way, you know, you use these crises and accelerate them in the press to be just absolutely mind-boggling. But then, fortunately, we get out of them. Uh, North Korea, okay, the threat of AMP and nuclear strikes. And then, well, that was that was really hit. Uh, and then, of course, he's faded in the background. But now we've got China and Russia breathing down our neck because of this whole coronavirus thing that set the world on its, its ears. Um, these things are, again being played up, in my opinion, ahead of the real crises so that we can form a world government, you know, the humans can, uh, with Satan's help, they can form this world government uh, way before the crisis curves get serious so they have a hope to solve the planet. Uh, as I've said many times, the globalists, you know, the, the Illuminati and stuff, that they certainly have uh, self-interest in what they're doing because they won't control, but they also know that they need the people of Earth, you know, to... Uh, grow things, make things, and uh, uh, to do that, uh, we've got to have them under control and uh, to, pre- to protect themselves from themselves. Um, and that's where we're headed. I, I, I can't stress that enough. It's been 42 years that I've been telling this message to people, and it's happening. Now. It's years. really good. Hmm. You, were, you were among the first to give us a heads up about what's coming, and obviously... You know the front wall of this, uh, the the eye. You know, is it's here. I mean, it's arguably here. So, thank you for the heads up. And Cosmic Conspiracy lays it all out, folks. So definitely grab yourself a copy if you haven't done so already at standale.com. Please do that. That's stand d e y o standale.com. Final edition, twenty ten. The books. Uh, the book has been in the hands of world leaders and. People in 22 countries. It's amazing. Over a quarter million copies sold by word of mouth, as you can see on the screen. And it's available in a couple of, what, uh, English, French, and German. So there you go. All right. Fantastic. Hey, um, Doug, do you remember John Paul Jackson? Mm, No. Should I? Okay. Well, he's just a a Christian uh, minister and uh, with some prophecy. Inside 51 on my show images page, you click on the text. Um, that should take you, uh, hopefully, to, uh, right. yeah. Um, it's, he predicted a Middle East war. A war will be preceded by excess oil supply. And what do we see now, you know, in the world? We've got a glut of oil. It's killing our shale oil production, you know, companies, all kinds of stuff. It was a war, I think, initiated by... Mohammed bin Salman and King Salman, his father, with some of the help from Russia, actually. But it's odd that this guy would, you know, he's been dead a couple of years now, but that he would forecast this as the surplus of oil would lead to a war in the Middle East. Now, will that war be between um, you know, China, Russia combined against the United States and Israel or Iran, China, Russia? You know, you can kind of discuss that and debate it, you know, ad infinitum, but something is going to happen in the Middle East. We're going to have a threat, if not a, a limited nuclear exchange in the Middle East, probably Israel against oh, Hezbollah or Iranian puppets in uh, Damascus. I fully expect Damascus to be nuked overnight, uh, if not to be destroyed by volcanic eruptions in the area there, um, northern Syria. Anyway, we're at the point now where people, we need to get their attention. And the threat of nuclear war by Israel, you know, nuking one or two little sites, you know, will put panic into the public. And it won't be 
a major war. It's it's going to be, in my opinion, a small precursor skirmish to get people's attention. People have got to want this new world order for them to be able to succeed and put the Antichrist into power. And this 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 guy here, I just I'd I'd not to run across his stuff until this weekend. Uh, you know this John Paul Jackson, and you can look him up and see what his ministry was like, um, and take it for a grain of salt or whatever. But um, I do think that we are on the the verge of a limited nuclear exchange in the Middle East. Um, well, anyway, just, and, and oil, of course, being the catalyst for that, the price of oil being the or the yeah the the, the um, yeah oil being the, the catalyst, obviously, as, as laid out in this article here. Hmm. Well, it also says, uh, what slide is that down at the bottom of my show? Let me just page there, slide 48. Go to slide 48. 48. Saudi Arabia, it's back on, on the United States. And it's trying to, to sink our shale and oil production. If you read that article there, you'll see that our, our friends, in quotes, the ones that probably orchestrated or paid for the 9-11 problem, are now back at uh, trying to collapse us economically. Um, you know... Um, Trump and uh, Jared Kushner and uh, a number of others have been trying to make a Middle East peace treaty between Israel and Saudi Arabia and Iran and you know the whole area. And Saudi Arabia was a key component of this peace treaty. Now, at the moment, it's been meeting such huge resistance. It's amazing from the Palestinians and pro-Palestinian supporters and, you know, the extremist uh, Islamic groups. Now, if we were to have uh, a nuke go off in Syria somewhere, Hey, Stan, can you, can you hold on just a second? Did, did you hit something, the, the your microphone or whatever, because your audio all of a sudden just kind of dipped really low? Um, Is it all right now? Is uh, it all right? It's a little better, yep. Yeah. I don't know why. Okay, that was good. Yeah, well, I'll try to boost it up here. Let me see if I can do that. Yeah, it was just like a click, and then your audio went pretty silent. Oh, wow. Well, I... I don't think I did anything except uh, changing something on our browser to look at another page. But, uh, wow. Well, um, let me continue. I'm sorry. No, everything is on here. I'm looking. Uh, Can you still hear me? Yes. Again, it's it's low, Stan, but. All right. Well, let me just try to get the system override here and see if I can uh, input. is that better there? There you go. Much better? Much better. Yeah, I don't know how that happened. It, 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 apparently, my sound levels on the master system dipped for some reason. No, it sounds like you're sitting next to me. So they might be good. wandering around on my computer these days. I mean, there's such weird stuff happening today with my programs. I, uh, stuff that worked yesterday is not working today. And I have rebooted and done everything I could possibly think of to make them work right, but not happening. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. Now... Uh, another thing, slide 47, you see a picture of uh, Mohammed bin Salman and uh, Putin on the phone talking about the oil price war and who was going to do what, you know, and MBS in his typical fashion lost his cool and there was a shouting match between him and Putin. And this article tells you about it. Um, you know, they have flooded the, the market with oil, as it says. And uh, I think now is the time to buy gas, gasoline and, and stuff if you need it, because uh, they've certainly driven the prices down. They're going to be down for a while. Um, but this article tells you about that. And, uh, uh, you know, 
Mohammed bin Salman. I, I want to I want to talk about him for a second here. All right. We go up to slide fifty three. All right. Okay, Saudi Arabia has squandered its wealth, and it wants to hold. It wants you to hold the bag for it. Saudi Arabia plans to sell up to ten billion dollars worth of oil assets, but after the disastrous Aramco IPO initial uh, purchase offer, will anyone take the bait? So we know they've been trying to sell a small percent of Aramco, which is the Saudi national uh, company for oil, centered on the base there at uh, oh, uh, Damam Island. Now. Mohammed bin Salman, if you've been kind of following him occasionally in the press, he's bought a $450 million mansion in, in France. He's bought, you know, uh, an alleged Da Vinci painting for hundreds of millions as well. He's just throwing money around like crazy. Uh, um, and there might be a method to his, his madness. I, I don't know. I can't really figure out what it would be. But in the article, uh, you can see here down where it says Saudi Arabia's asset sales are a scam. It's divesting many of its state-owned assets to generate cash to help bolster the sovereign wealth fund, which is, you know, the ruling family, the uh, the Salmans. Um, and if you just read on down through the article, I'm just trying to see where it starts in there. It just lists the things that he's blown his money on. In 2017, Saudi Arabia invested in the failed co-working startup WeWork through the SoftBank-managed Vision Fund. It also lost... 1.1 billion on Uber and sold Tesla shares right before the stock soared to $900, losing the the, the kingdom uh, up to 4.5 billion in unrealized gains. Uh, now he's trying to buy an English soccer team for 380 million, and he's building a 500 billion dollar city in the desert we talked about called Neo. Uh, it, it just you know. There may be method to his madness, but when you step back and on, on the surface and look at it, Mohammed bin Salman is like a young kid, you know, in a candy store. He's gobbling up everything without thinking about what it's going to cost him and the country, you know, the, the Saudi kingdom. Now, if he's going to be an antichrist, the antichrist or whatever, maybe there is a long-term plan to this method to his madness. I don't know. Uh, but he is he, he has a quick temper, as, as we discussed just a few minutes ago with Putin shouting at each other. Mainly him shouting at Putin. It's like a young man who, you know, is not getting his way and stomps his foot. Uh, will he be a good Antichrist? I, I don't know. Certainly the Antichrist will have a temper and, uh, you know, have fierce countenance, I think the Bible says. So I've still got my eye on him. He's uh, he's definitely a player in all this. Um, slide 46 also says that the Arab League has called an urgent meeting, a meeting to torpedo Israel's annexation plans of uh, you know, of Samaria and, and in the area there in the West Bank. Now, why is that linked to Mohammed bin Salman? Well, Mohammed bin Salman pulled together 34 Arab nations to form the Arab League, uh, or Arab Union, depending on how you want to call it, which is one of the reasons in, in slide 14 where I was talking about his qualifications for being an Antichrist. Um, the the um, His initials are MBS, and the Arabic Union, which is what we're talking about, this Arab League, is AU. You put those together, you get Mabus, which uh, Nostradamus predicted would be the name of the Antichrist of this age. Whether we believe that, uh, you know, uh, in Nostradamus' stuff, it's accurate or not, it's another thing. But it does seem to fit there for the moment. And now here's the Arab League meeting, and uh, they're trying to stop Israel's plan to annex, you know, Judea and Samaria, West Bank, in other words. 
And that needs to be done under the current uh, efforts to make a peace treaty in the Middle East. This is not going to happen until the situation gets urgent, in my opinion, and the Palestinians are frightened as well as the rest of the Arab neighbors. And I think that will only happen when Israel has used a nuke or a couple of nukes in defending itself against Iran and the uh, Iran proxies like Hezbollah. So we're at the verge there. All these these news items, they just can't kind of point at that, you know. You know, to me, you know, I, I didn't mean to interrupt, but to me, it's interesting when you look back at history, for example, the um, even recent history from 90, you know, 91, the first Gulf War, Desert Storm, and then, uh, of course, the decade of uh, unrest, the Arab Spring, uh, Libya, um, Syria, the destruction of Syria. Um, this power switch in the Middle East. I mean, it's been building now for uh, the past couple of well, all of this century anyway, if not uh, what the better part of last century. It's all been kind of moving toward where we're at today. It, it, it's given the it's fertilized the the ground to make this potential nuclear exchange a reality, um, as I see it. And that kind of goes back to your book, Cosmic Conspiracy, too. I throw that in there as well because you kind of lay that out in in a in that form too to bring us all to this. We're kind of in the stadium right now. You, know, so. you want to get that, or you want me to get yeah, it? Well, you know what? You go ahead. Goodbye. <laughs> the Saudi prince. Yeah, it's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Stop talking, yeah. yeah Don't right. care about me. <laughs> yeah. yeah who, who, these days, you know, who knows? But, um, yeah. Uh, so, the annexation right. plans uh, of Israel. Um, Look at slide uh, 49, uh, and that tells you more about the Israelis and trying to annex those two yeah. areas. It's a so, top priority for Israel. Yeah. Yeah. I, oh, and by the way, did you uh, did you guys cover uh, in the last few days the fact that they have a government in Israel that Netanyahu's formed a government with Gantz, his opposition, but that for a year and a half Netanyahu, the next year and a half, will be the prime minister. But after that, he turns it over to Gantz and the the uh, Blue White Party um, to run the country. So that means that we've got in the next year and a half they have got to form this peace treaty with, under Netanyahu is deal with the uh, MBS and with uh, Washington, you know, with Jared Kushner and all that, that has to happen while he's still in power. So you can see here that he's now put the, the, you know, the urgent marker, you know, we've got to do it now on let's annex, you know, Samaria or the West bank and, you know, all that area there. And this article tells you that, that he's, he's really desperate to do it. And that's why he's got control of the Knesset in essence. So, it all fits in. We, we see it all coming to a head right now. I just, I'm amazed to see it happening so rapidly. Uh, you know, just amazed. Yeah, it's it's almost like, um, you know it's coming. You're expecting it. And then uh, it happens as quickly as it does. It does take your breath away. Um, the government, I really haven't spent hardly any, well, virtually no time on Israel and the government. Uh, explain that to me, if you don't mind, 
uh, if if you have the time and interest uh, about what uh, about, about the Netanyahu. about Netanyahu. Uh, so he he's what's the deal there? I mean, he's well, they have the they have a president of uh, Israel, right? Who kind of is a referee between the various parties. Now, it's not as simple as Republicans and Democrats, you know, bi-party type thing. Right. They have multiple parties that form coalitions. And um, Netanyahu has his coalition groups, which are more conservative, following, you know, the Netanyahu type of attitude. But then the Gantz party, the Blue-White party, is, it's a coalition, rather, of uh, some Arab groups, uh, Palestinian groups, uh, you know, left-wing um, Israeli group. That's the, the Blue-White thing with Gantz, and to get a government, you have to have a majority of the 120, 121, is it 121 seats there in the Knesset, their parliament. And in the last two or three elections they've had in, in the space of 18 months, they they couldn't get a clear majority of 61 seats one way or the other to form a government. And so the president there uh, said to both of the party leaders, to Gantz and to Netanyahu, Guys, get together and figure it out. I want to have a government. You know, you've got to, one of you's got to concede to the other. And it never happened. So after three times of that, three elections and trying to form a government, then the president allowed Netanyahu's plan to have a shared government go into to effect. So for a year and a half now, instead of, you know, just until the next election or anything, for a year and a half, Netanyahu is going to be leading the country. And then he'll turn it over under this agreement to, to Gantz. But in this interim time, when you have this very fragile uh, ruling government in Israel, if Netanyahu is going to bring that peace treaty to fruition, he's going to do it. He's going to have to do it in the next year and a half. And I'd say within the next year, probably even less than that. Okay, so that apologize even... apologize for apology here, but it's just... No, that's all right. But, but that, even, that even makes the, the timing even that more critical. Um, oh, yeah. Is what I'm here. Okay, so... The, I get it now. I mean, I it, it it's just one more part or piece of the puzzle. Uh, one more thing. Um, wow. Okay. Mm. I just uh, I'm amazed as I've said many times in the recent shows here with you. I, I'm amazed at how rapidly all these events are taking place, shaping up for exactly what the Bible says is going to happen in the last days of this age before we you know get to the millennial kingdom. We're going to get to a tribulation period first and that's uh, we're at the doorstep of that yeah yeah and uh, yeah i can't say what month or week or whatever but uh you know from all the analyses that we can get at the moment it's sometime in the next year and a half we're going to see the entry into the great seven-year tribulation okay yeah look i i don't i don't pretend to know even the you know the the, the time frame uh but i'll tell you what uh, I have a feeling. I mean, I have a feeling that tribulation is going to be really bad. I mean, bad, bad. People, people are complaining now, but it's going to be. Well, the first three and a half years of it, I think we're going to see minor crises that the Antichrist will apparently solve for the people, including the Middle East peace situation. But the last three and a half years, I think, are going to be, as you say, absolutely devastating to life on the planet. And uh, so you don't want to be here for that if you can avoid it. On a good note, on a good note, the Israelis, 
uh, I forget what slide it is. Let me just see here. Uh, slide 50. Um, you talk about coronavirus and stuff. Uh, the Israeli is a small startup company in Israel that has figured out a way to turn tap water into antivirus or antibacterial as well, disinfectant. And they're going to make it into little uh, bottles and stuff that they can you can sell and, and buy, you know, obviously as a consumer. But it's a, an interesting video to watch to see what they've done. Um, Israel is making some of the leading discoveries in, you know, medicine stuff that the world needs. And it's, it's a positive thing. So I see a lot of anti-Israel, you know, anti-Hebrew type publicity in the broadcast news and in, you know, the Internet news and stuff. But it shouldn't be that way. I mean, they are a very bright, uh, intelligent race over there. And, and, and if they can turn tap water into a solution that kills viruses and bacteria, then, you know, my hat's off to them. They've got a lot of other things they've invented as far as uh, you know, methods of watering gardens and stuff like that over the years uh, that people don't even realize the Israelis invented. But the number of, um, oh, like, um, oh, oh, political and scientific awards that have gone to leading uh, Hebrew people in the last oh, 30 years or so, 40 years, I guess it would be, far outweighs anybody else's, you know, any other country's uh, bright lights, you know, being awarded. I mean, Nobel Peace Prize is a good example. Um, but anyway, this this is one of those good things, and you can click on that site and go to the the video down there. It's on the site for uh, WorldIsraelNews.com. Okay. Uh, Israeli research turned tap water into antivirus stuff. So. You know, it amazes. Well, I shouldn't say it amazes me. It's interesting, and I don't mean to sound in any way um, disparaging toward any group or race of people, but. When you look at discoveries and, 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 and the progress of the human race, it's it's been Americans. I mean, look at American, what we've done, you know, in the last 100 years, uh, 200 years. Um, it's, it's, it's been the West. It's been the unoppressed who have, who have uh, uh, the, the free societies who've had the, the freedom to create and to like like this Israel turn tap water into antiviral disinfectant. How great is that? I mean, so it, it that alone should serve as an exhibit, I would think, to, toward um, you know opening the you know not being oppressed. Yet here in the United States, you've got. I mean, look what happens, Stan. I guess I'm just talking. I, I don't know. Look, I mean, look at the regression by the left by these tyrannical people who want to control every aspect of our lives and that doesn't work it doesn't it doesn't allow for stuff like this the inventions. no yeah years ago when i was teaching uh, you know computer graphics in australia in perth there um i had oh probably a third of my students were chinese from wealthy chinese families sent their kids down to australia to get a really good education and I learned something from one of my Chinese students, well, in fact, from a couple of them, but from one in particular, it was a young woman. And I was, uh, in that day's lesson, I was saying to them, okay, I'm going to give you this picture here of a scene downtown New York. And uh, there are some other pictures that you can use, but this is what I want you to use. And I want you to create something using that, that image, you know, uh, in, in Photoshop and uh, put an image in, into it, you know, on top of it. 
And um, so I went around, I was looking at the various students doing their work, and I said, oh, yeah, well, that's good, and a good idea on that. When I got to this Chinese girl, and she was sitting there not punching any keys, not doing anything, just tears rolling down her face. And I said, what's wrong? She says, well, I will do whatever you want. Just tell me what picture to put. Tell me what you want in there. I, I don't know. Uh, you know, I can't think freely is what she was saying. You tell me and I will do it. And that's the mentality that we were dealing with in China. That's why the people sent their children down there was to not only give them a good education, but to allow them to think freely and not be in that communist control state of mind. Uh, it, it just astounded me. So I told her, I said, well, look, you know, what do you like? And, you know, flowers, uh, uh, roses, something like that. Okay, I want you to put a rose floating in the air over New York City there and make it as real as you can. Well, I came back about 30 minutes later. She'd already put up generated you know in digital form a a rose with a dew drop on it that you could see you know reflection in and it was probably the best work in the whole room and she was so delighted that she was able to use her own creativity to do that so it just it underscores the mentality of a dictatorial communist government it, it suppresses invention and development um wow and, another country that's really yeah. good is india they, they're doing stuff too. Uh, uh, anyway, I, I, you know, awful. Stan, to me, what you just said there, your description of that to me, man, isn't that, isn't that what this is all about? Um, we, we, we could take that one side. I mean, you could take that one subject and, and go a, a thousand different directions. Um, but, but I mean, think about that. Folks think about that. A rose with the dew drop, um, do drop and the reflection. Oh, how great is that! And but that mental, what would it be? A mental uh, jail, mental prison, where you can't think yeah. for yourself. I mean, how sad is that? But how how great is the Western civilization? And how great were you for saying, "Hey, think for yourself"? That's pretty cool. I like. That. Well, it surprised me. I mean, as I said, it was an education to me, and I, I have to be fair about it and say that. My Chinese students down there were the best students I had. They were the brightest, most alert. Once they got switched on, they far surpassed what the Australian students were doing. Um, they were hunger, hungry for freedom and creativity. And boy, once you turn them loose, the, the work was really great. So don't think that I'm, you know, against Chinese people at all. Uh, I'm not. Uh, I, I detest the communist regime that is oppressing those people. You know, my family has even supported uh, Chinese students in exchange, you know, years ago. Uh, so, anyway. I, yeah, yeah. And, and, and hopefully yeah, they'll I, use it for good. But go ahead. Yeah, Sorry. yeah. Uh, in addition to China and to Israel, uh, India. India has some of the brightest mathematicians and and uh, researchers, uh, researchers in uh, like medicine and stuff like that. Uh, I think it's slide 50. Let me just see if it's, uh, is that right? Slide, yeah, no. Uh, where is it here? <sighs> Come on. Uh, one of these, one of these areas. Oh, slide 45. Irreversible, no longer. Blind mice see again, thanks to new method of synthesizing uh, lost cells. When you get to the article, it's talking about how they're using mice and they figured out a way, instead of stem cells, a different kind of thing called a skin fibroblast cell. Uh, and they've been able to reverse blindness like macular degeneration in mice with this. So the blind are going to be able to see with this technology here. 
you know, like the lame can walk, the blind can see. We're in an age where all the cultures here on Earth have something to contribute, but particularly the United States, China, Russia, um, India, Israel. These are the leaders at bringing these technological advancements to us. Japan, um, it's bringing out some very, very bright people and ideas, and we're Sadly, uh, this is going to be misused and taken over by a dictatorial world government. But uh, yeah, anyway, you know, I, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't know if this means anything or whatever. But I, I was looking for something in my desk, and I found uh, I found the business card from uh, Apollo. I don't know if you're listening, Apollo Lin, who was a um, uh, detective in Taiwan. And uh, is I, the, presumably because he was young at the time, but he was my uh, uh, lab mate, um, my lab partner in the blood spatter uh, course I took in. Uh, uh, oh, this is twenty years ago or more. At any rate, um, it was interesting because the uh, police department sent him to the to the course to the class. So he can come back and set up his own or their own forensics class in Taiwan. I don't know. Again, I just, I, it made me think of him, Apollo Lin, so from Taiwan. I don't know. We, we, yeah. had, good, we had a good relationship. Um, we were lab partners. I couldn't understand him. He couldn't understand. Well, he could understand me. I couldn't understand him. And uh, so we did a lot of uh, pointing and hand gestures and stuff. But all right, I'll shut you up. Know, uh, I remember just on a personal note, um, there was this Chinese couple that my mom and dad were sponsoring. Um, they were a husband and wife team, and um, I had them over to our house there in, in Dallas before I went down to Australia and uh, in Mesquite. And we were having Sunday dinner, and of course that was uh, fried chicken, mashed potatoes, peas, that kind of stuff. And um, so we put out the plate of goodies there, and um, you know everybody took their, their piece of chicken or whatever and put it in their plate, and I left, you know, the, the wings on there because, you know, they weren't big pieces. They, I wanted some you know, leg or breast or whatever it was I got. And uh, after a few minutes, uh, the girl, she said, to, uh, I think her name is Sung um, Hua. But anyway, she said, is no one going to eat the wings of the chicken? Well, I said, well, take them. You know, they're, they're yours. Take it. She's oh. Thank you so much. I said, why? She said, only the the head of the family can have chicken wings in our culture. It is the prized part or the tastiest part of the chicken. So I learned something there about, you know, uh, I guess we want bigger pieces because, you know, it, it's more in the tummy or whatever. But um, I never thought about it. And uh, so just, just which piece of chicken you can have or do get to have uh, indicates your status there in the Chinese culture. I was really just kind of amazed by that. And thus, and thus was born Hooters in Beijing. Sorry, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You're bad. You're just bad. <laughs> I thought it was. Uh, I need to get to some astronomical stuff here. If we've got a little bit of time, slide forty-four is rather interesting. Okay. Ooh. Now, yeah, hmm. I've been telling you. That something is wrong. Yeah, I'm not getting magnetic field reports from NASA from the SDO group. Um, the the image on the left there, kind of uh, grayish with green and yellow dots in it, 
shows two current sunspots. Now we're in cycle 25. We're starting the 25th solar sunspot cycle now. But what you see is a sunspot with reversed magnetic polarity to the other one. Now the cycle 24 is on the upper left and cycle 25 is in the lower right. Those two little yellow boxes. Now, uh, in fact, I think if you uh, click on the picture, it gets a little bit bigger and you can see it. This is not totally unusual, but the fact that we've got two uh, groups of magnetic fields that, that aren't the same, in other words, they're two different structures. You can see the green of those things. The green poles are facing each other. That, that's how you know that they're different cycles. And I told you on March 13th, when they stopped producing the magnetic field lines, the North Pole was bent way over on the sun, just bent way over to the right. And uh, I was curious to see where that was going because it, it was indicating the flip of the North Pole to, to be in a South Pole, you know, to reverse as it does every 11 and uh, you know, half years in the sunspot cycle. But it was really abnormally distorted. Now, if you read, you know, the um, space weather and, uh, you know, solar observatory comments on it, it's, well, this is normal. We've had this happen before. But I, I just, you know, the alarm bells go off for me when I already see indications of strangeness in the magnetic field lines March 13th when they stop and have not seen it return since then. And then we, we get this, oh, it's, it's normal type thing. The two cycles are overlapping and we have north-south poles that are competing with each other. And this is in the equator of the sun, not in the north or southern hemisphere where the normal pole reversals take place. This is right in the middle. So it shows turbulence inside magnetic turbulence in a grand scale inside the sun uh if you look in the picture on the right in the brown that's what they actually look like right now in, in the particular wavelength the, the 193 angstroms wavelength those bright spots wow. uh, and if you look at the bottom of that picture it's dark where the south pole is fine right. you'd expect that when the poles are stabilized northern hemisphere not so much look at the top there it's got browns and you know, uh, ochre and stuff, it's, it's not a dark pole. It's not stable up there. It's floating around and right toward the equator. So it's something I want people to keep an eye on. Uh, certainly, I'm going to keep an eye on it because it, it is not, in my opinion, the result of a stable uh, star at the moment. Don't we pay for that? Isn't that government uh, that monitors this and publishes this? Well, yeah, um well, maybe not. Actually. I mean, are, are, are uh, we entitled? I, I guess are, are we are we entitled to that information to, when they took this offline? I mean, aren't we? Well, no, 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 I don't think so because this is from NASA, the Solar Dynamics Observer from NASA. NASA is not a government facility. Okay, all right. So yeah. uh, you know, it, it's sad, but uh, that's the way it is. So I'm just looking at it right now. Sorry, go on. No, okay. So so this. Um, how does this impact us in terms of what we're seeing here? How does that impact the Earth or us as a population? I'm just curious if it does. Well, already we've seen, uh, you know, a coronal mass ejection in the last 10 days that uh, gave us a, a level one geomagnetic storm, which is okay. That's fine. Right. Uh, Holly and I noticed it because we became lethargic and uh, disoriented a bit. We we normally react to those uh, magnetic storms that way for some That's reason. That's my normal state, so I, I I wouldn't be able to tell. <laughs> <laughs> lethargic and disoriented. Eric's going to um, walk me around the studio just to. Right. I don't know if can can Eric uh, address um, 
an SDO site and bring up a picture. I, I want to show you something if I can. Eric, if you could go to sdo.gsfc.nasa.gov and uh, I'll just read that again. sdo.gsfc.nasa.gov. So it's sdo.gsfc. See, okay, right there. You go. There Look you go. Look at him. Now, okay, he's got it. Now, you see where it says more images in blue down to the lower left there of that? Uh, go to the left. Yeah, see that more images? Click on that. I'm following along with you doing the same thing. Okay, okay now in the, the, the brown one there, the top left one says 193 at the top, you know, Angstrom's okay. Open up the data links underneath that. All right, go down to 1024. PFSS. Okay, now that's March 13th. That's the last time we got these magnetic field lines. Look at the North Pole region, how distorted it was, flipping. It's blank. Down at the bottom, you see where all the lines are converging because it's stable down there. Up in the North Pole region, I, at the time, I said, there's something weird here. And then, Mm. then everything stopped. We just don't get that image anymore. We get all the other images from them, but not that one. <laughs> well, now, so. they're listening and watching your site, this show perhaps, who knows? But, you know, I, I get a little, um, I feel a little hinky when people start turning stuff off, you know, or, yeah, you know, you can't really see it. Or we're going to turn this off because, uh, well. Was that, you know, I, I suppose they could make an argument that coronavirus thing that they had to lay staff off or sure. shut down departments or that kind of stuff. You know, there's probably a plausible reason they can give for that. But because it was so weird at the moment, they decided to cut it off. You know, you know, my conspiracy things, my, you know, that part of my personality comes forward and I say, well, why did they do this? You know, why did they do this? And it's well warranted too, given the historical background that we're looking at, Stan. I'm telling you, um, we're at the end of the program. Can you oh, believe? Oh, are it? we? Yeah. Dang. Okay. Well, you guys. Uh, well, look at slide 43 when you get a chance, and slide 52. They're they're interesting astronomical things. Really good, actually. And uh, sorry, I didn't get to those, but they're they're okay. 30th anniversary of. Uh, shuttle uh, of uh, Hubble and various other things. Okay, it is, so forty-three. That. No worries. Forty-three and uh, what was the other one? And fifty-two. Beautiful photos okay. and really a lot of extra data on the moon and stuff. So all right, have a look at it. All right, Stan. I want to thank you so much. Look, I know that you. I mean, man, you've been through it, and I, I appreciate your gift of time. I really do. And uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank Holly. And folks, support Stan and Holly Dale, Patreon, as well as go to standale.com. Order Cosmic Conspiracy, Dare to Prepare, Garden Gold, uh, Prudent Places. It's all there. Thank you, Stan. Thank you. Lord right. bless you now. Bye-bye. All right, folks. That'll do it for me. Yeah, for me. For us, for Eric and I. I do hope that uh, you enjoyed the program tonight. I really do. Um tomorrow pastor david langford two hours one-on-one -on -one. thursday dr michael lake with steve quayle that's right and if i could talk him into it uh friday uh dr proctor for an hour and uh uh austin brewer i believe that's the way the week is shaping up may god bless each and every one of you thank you so much for your belief and trust in this platform good night